Hey everybody, this is Michelle Leffler from Living Moon Meditation, and you're listening to Jewish Magic Podcast, the show that blends ancient earth-based practices, Kabbalah, medieval rituals, amulets, and more for people who love magic, witchcraft, and Judaism. Do you love listening to this podcast? I'd love to have you give me a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. And if you'd like to help me keep the lights on, I'd appreciate a donation. You can do that at livingmoonmeditation.com slash podcast. Most witches try to create their own Haggadah by putting bits from various Haggadot together. But those who succeed are spending hours of their valuable time to create something that is only passable. What if you could have the one Haggadah to rule them all? If you're like most witchy Jews, then you're probably settling for a less than stellar Seder that meets your unique views or spending hours chopping bits from various sources to supplement a traditional Haggadah. That's definitely one way of doing it. It gives you some of what you want. But there's one huge looming problem. It takes a monstrous amount of time and you likely still end up settling for a version of the Haggadah that doesn't quite meet your needs. You know what I'm talking about, right? You have to hunt down fragments here and morsels there to satisfy your spiritual needs. It takes time to find good explanations for the plagues. Let's not talk about the forgotten women of the story. Symbols that talk about modern issues? After all, we're commanded to imagine ourselves as having been there. And if you're looking for gender-inclusive language, you might just feel like hanging in the towel. Let's face it, getting the Haggadah you want takes massive amounts of time, effort, and quite possibly money. Introducing a Haggadah for Witches This Haggadah gives you all the earth-based modern Judaism that you want mixed in with the traditional Haggadah you're used to. And try pairing it with my new Omer Guide for Witches. If you're looking for a meaningful and witchy way to count the Omer, then this is for you. You can grab one or both of these guides from me. I have the links in the show notes for you. The setting is ancient Persia, ruled by King Ahasuerus. I'll call him Xerxes to make it easier because Ahasuerus and Xerxes were one and the same. One being his Hebrew name and the other his Greek name. Now, in the third year of his reign, Xerxes had a six-month party, and right after that party, he had another party which lasted seven days. Because why not? When you're king, you can do whatever you want. During the second party, when everyone was drunk, he demanded that Queen Vashti come out wearing her crown. Well, the thing is, he wanted to have her come out and wear only her crown. Literally. She refused. Well, we know how patriarchal things are now, and of course even more so back then. Xerxes wasn't having it. He was pissed. In an attempt to thwart other Persian wives from refusing their husbands, Xerxes had Vashti banished. Some say he even went so far as to have that bitch killed. And then he went to do what any man of the time would do, rape and pillage Greece. And let's just say Xerxes was pretty damn good at that. 
Well, a few years later, when the raping and pillaging were over for the time being, Xerxes was all, poor me, he wanted a wife. Never mind the dude had a harem the size of I don't know what, but being king, he felt like he was entitled to even more. I mean, why not, right? He is king. So he then declared that there would be a type of beauty pageant to replace Vashti. I mean, after all, looks are the only thing important in a queen, right? She certainly didn't need a brain. But as luck would have it, Xerxes' new queen had more than just beauty. She had brains and fucking chutzpah. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Back to the royal beauty pageant. All the eligible virgins in the kingdom were either sent or kidnapped and brought to the palace where they endured six months of preparation. Now, this enduring six months of preparation was beauty treatments, spa treatments, the whole nine yards, anything that would make these girls look better, smell better, feel better, whatever. They got it, and most of them, you know, liked it because, you know, why not? And then each young girl, because that's what they were, keep this in mind, they were young girls, had one night that they would spend with Xerxes and try to wow him into falling for them. What a fucking status symbol to be chosen as the new queen, right? So most of the time, these girls liked the opportunity. But Xerxes chose Esther as the one, and everyone else became part of his harem. You know, the harem that was already as big as I don't know what just got bigger. Now, Esther was Jewish, but at the urging of her uncle Mordecai, she kept this secret. See, Jews were low-key hated by everyone else. Sounds familiar. Well, one of those people who hated the Jews was Xerxes' second-in-command, Haman. He was a real asshat, but I'll get to that in a minute. One day, Haman came out of the palace, and Mordecai, a scribe, refused to bow down to him. Mordecai was all like, I don't bow to any damn human, just my God. Well, Haman wasn't about to have any of that shit. He decided he wanted to hurt old Morty and all those weasel Jews with him. So Haman talked Xerxes into giving him his signet ring. This meant that Haman had the right to make laws and seal them with the king's ring, at which point they couldn't be undone. Well, what did Haman do when he had the one ring to rule them all? He gathered all the scribes and told them that in one year, everyone in the kingdom would rise up and murder the Jews. But wait, Morty was a scribe, remember? So he was right there writing everything down that Haman said. And this is exactly what Haman wanted. He wanted Mordecai to know and to be afraid. But our hero Morty had way bigger balls than Haman. While all the other scribes were busy sending the message here and yon, Mordecai secretly went to Queen Esther and told her that it was finally time to tell her husband that she's a Jew. But Esther was like, he'll kill me! He'll kill me! And Morty was like, buck up, buttercup. If you don't tell him, you'll die with the rest of us. Well, even the queen couldn't just approach the king unless he summoned her, so Esther had a reason to be afraid. Morty told her that she needed to be the damn badass bitch queen he knew she could be. 
And Esther responded that she was all badass feminist and her balls were bigger than even his. So big, in fact, that they were on her chest because they wouldn't fit between her legs. All right, she said, I'll go. And if I die, then I die. And that's exactly what happened. Not really. <laughs> Esther did go to Xerxes. He didn't kill her. He was so shocked that he welcomed her and told her to ask whatever she wanted, that he would give it to her, even up to half the kingdom. But she invited him to a banquet, three actually, before revealing that she was a Jew and that Haman wanted to kill them all. Xerxes was livid. But wait, there's more, and it's not a Ginsu knife with your order. In between all this, Haman had built a gallows to hang Mordecai because he really, really hated him. Xerxes was so mad that he had Haman killed on those exact gallows that he had built. Then Xerxes promoted good old Morty to second in command and gave him the one ring. Well, even with that, Morty couldn't undo Haman's law, but he could make another one. Morty's law said that on the appointed day when everyone attacked the Jews, the Jews were allowed to fight back. And that's what happened. The Jews fought back and won. There was a big party. We recreated every year. We eat little triangle-shaped cookies called hamantaschen, which means Haman's ears, the end. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Jewish Magic. Want more Jewish Magic? Be sure to sign up for my email list. The link for that sources for today's episode, and anything else related to our topic can be found in the show notes. It's truly been my pleasure to talk to you today. If you liked this episode or you think it will be useful for someone else, please consider leaving a review on your favorite podcast app. 